Welcome to the Taco Brothers Podcast. We're two brothers from another mother come together to talk about what's going on in urban pop culture, sports, music, health, and real issues that face our community. All straight with no chaser and a splash of comedy. Are y'all ready to get this started? Here's your host, Go D and Smash. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Godie. And this is your boy, Smash, coming at you. And we want to welcome you guys to the Talking Brothers Podcast. This is our Mother's Day episode, man. I'm excited about it because this is something that I've been wanting to do since the inception of the podcast. And uh, to be able to, to sit down and have a conversation with my mom and Smash mom, um, it's a really it's a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah, it should be a very good episode. I'm not as passionate about it as you are, but hopefully in the end, once it all comes together, Wait, I'll be you just like talk you. To your mom? I always want to talk to my mom, but you know, um, I know you you got some real passion behind this. You've been uh, saying this since we started the podcast, yeah. And so, I'm I'm interested to see how it's going to end up. I want to see at the end of this if my uh, my expectations or my view changes by then. So I'm, yeah, I'm you know. I, I'm more than sure you'll be a little emotional by the end, and, and <laughs> we'll get a little insight, hit insight on you, hit a little hit insight on me, and uh, for me, like I said, for me, it's just more of when my dad passed away like two years ago, there's a lot of things that I wanted to say and didn't get a chance to say, and this just is an opportunity for me to have a sit down, have a conversation with my mom, and be able to chronicle a little portion of my life and her life and our life together, as well as your mom and, and, and you and be able to give something back to, to my kids and their kids. This is a wonderful opportunity for me, and I can't wait to get started. Oh, yeah, me too, man. I'm, I'm ready to jump into it, bro. So we're going to jump right to this thing. We're going we gonna to start with your mom first. We're going to give her a call. So let's get this thing started. All right, so how you doing today, Mom? I am doing fine. How are you doing? I'm, nice I'm doing good. Nice to meet you, too, <laughs> So let me start off with, a, with an easy question for you. Well, it, I think it might be an easy question. Um, growing up, who would you say inspired you the most? Growing up, who inspired me the most? I would say my grandmother. I was really close to my grandmother, and I uh, spent a lot of personal time with her, so I was inspired. She taught me how to cook and all of that kind of stuff, so I was close to my grandmother. Um, in what ways do you think Cordell is like you, or he's not like you? Well, uh, he's like me a lot for as, um, as he's focused and he gets the job done. If he's given an assignment and got a deadline to it, he's going to get that done. And I think um, I have a lot of those qualities as well. And um, he's his own person. He's uh, very opinionated. And I'm going my time. You got that right. You <laughs> got that right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but he, he does know uh, what, he, what he wants, where he's going. So, you know, he's very driven and focused. Does he get that mean streak from you? Now, that's possible, too, because I'm a Gemini, <laughs> so it's two of me, you know. Okay. And, uh, I, I can relate. You know. I'm a Gemini as well. I can relate. Okay. On the good day, the good twin is in control, right. but some days that bad twin has to serve it. So, 
Yeah, I can say that might <laughs> come from within as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I, I'm, that's me, and uh, that's just how I am. You know, and like I tell people, you either like me or you don't, and I frankly don't yep. care which way, but, you know, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but um, in ways that he's not like me, it's not a whole lot. I mean, because as they say, the fruit don't fall far from the tree. And your offspring is going to be a lot of qualities, some things you see, some you like, some you don't like. But I think, you know, Cordell's well-rounded, and um, he's done well for himself. So I'm, I'm pleased with him as a young man and, uh, you know, taking care of his family and everything. Uh, what's the one thing you would have done differently as a mom, if you, if you could go back and think about it, if there's anything? I just, I wouldn't change the thing because if I changed anything, the whole outcome would have been different. And the way you and Candy both turned out, I'm, I'm pleased with that. If I did anything different, who knows what would have happened, where we would be, you know. But right now, everybody's doing well, and I'm pleased with that. I like that answer. <laughs> now, what advice would you give mothers of today? Um, I would say listen to your kids. Um, you know, engage in conversation because that's something that don't take place much now. Everybody's on the cell phones into their little games or whatever. But I just think you need that family time together just to come together to see what everybody's uh, thinking where the heads is at, you know, and just communicate more. And every chance you get, just let them know that you love them. That would be my advice. What do you think is the difference of you raising kids versus raising kids today? Well, it's a whole different day. This is a new day right here. Uh, we didn't have all the distractions back then, you know, because like I said, uh, nowadays you got kids five, six years old with cell phones. Right, right. Back then, you know, that wasn't the case. And the kids, um, they're way advanced more now. Smart in one way, but not smart in other ways, you know. But uh, back then, it was just a whole different day and time. Everybody looked out for everybody. It's like it took a village to raise a kid when I was coming up. It's Sister Smith down the street yep. saw you doing something. She yep. know you didn't yep. have no business doing. Yep. She gonna yep. straighten you. <laughs> you know, today you'll get a lawsuit trying to tell somebody's child what to do. You know, uh, so to, it's a whole new day. Yeah, I remember going to school and you get in trouble in school and as you walking, it was like death row. The neighbor on the corner be like, you got in trouble today. How you know I got in trouble today? <laughs> so Yeah, that word travel. Yeah, it did travel fast. Yeah, it did. <laughs> and so it's just a different day when I think it needs to kind of go back to that. Everybody looking out for everybody's kid because, you know, it, it just made it different. It is now. And I think it was a better day in time because now these kids are dealing with so much stuff that, I mean, my kids were mindful of stuff and looked out for stuff, but it wasn't like danger was on every corner, you know, like it is today. So it's just, um, but these parents need to be more focused and in tune to their kids. A lot of them just doing them, and the kids is like, something in the between right now they just got to deal with but i think they need to 
really pay more attention to the kids, listen to them, see what they're talking about, what's going on, because it's just a whole different, like I said, different day and time. What would you say is your most memorable memory of me? This should be good. Um, let's I mean, you know, I'm the so best kid any you. parent yeah. could have, so. <laughs> <laughs> Cordell was a daredevil. I mean, he wasn't afraid of nothing. He his, was, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was a, a real boy. You know, you have some boys that's kind of soft, but Cordell was just a real boy. I remember he'd be outside. He's six years old playing with eight, nine-year-old. I'm like, Cordell, you can't play with them. They're bigger than you. They're older than you. But you couldn't tell him that, you know. He right. was just as big and old as they were in his mind. And he was just always happy child, you know. When he was a baby, I can go in the grocery store. He, hey, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, right now, you can't speak to everybody. Somebody gonna take you. You can't just keep hollering in here. Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> they were gonna give him back. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. It'd be like that missing side child missing. He like. Come get your child. He said, go come get your child. We don't even want him. <laughs> yeah, but he was very outgoing. He was real. He was just like, a, to me, I always say an old soul. It's like he'd been here before. And he just had been that way all his life, you know. <laughs> so everything was just memorable with him because he was just cut from a different cloth, you know, so to speak. Um... I don't know. This will this will be interesting for, for me to ask you, but uh, what do you think the greatest invention has been during your lifetime so far? The greatest invention during my lifetime, because I done come through yeah. a bunch of decades here. <laughs> um, I would say right now today the medical technology, because everything has advanced and they're doing different studies and different techniques of ways because it used to be you had surgery it might take you five or six months to get back bounce back because back then when you had surgery they want you to stay in the bed nowadays you have surgery they get you up right away you know and get you moving which you heal faster when you do that that laying around didn't help you much so i would think the biggest um invention right now i would think is just the medical technology and just not even the medical but just that's one of the greatest because the things that they're doing for us cures for cancer and all of that that has really um been amazing to me and then the cars you know the technology the cars can do you got your cameras on the cars to show you that you're backing up and used to be you got to turn around pay attention to what you're doing you know <laughs> so it's just <laughs> like i say it's just a, a whole new day today so but from where i come from to where i'm at you can appreciate both okay and yeah. like i said these cell phones this is amazing you can put your whole life on a uh device when it used to be like mac he was surprised when he saw a rotary phone like how do you use it you know and a lot of kids didn't get the experience that you know you just dial the number you know but it was it's just different everything is different but i just thank god i've been in the past and now i'm in the future so i think everything is um really advancing and now with the robots and the stem programs and all this and that the kids really have advantages that i never even thought i would see in my lifetime but it's it's a good thing for them we used to get away with doing bad school had to wait till them six weeks over before you got in trouble now they send it right away 
my kids get home and they're in trouble immediately. You got email in the in there, I'm waiting on it, yeah, <laughs> or a text message, yeah. So yeah, you it's, it's different now. Everything is, um, but that's a good thing too. Yes, but the uh, only good thing back then, they knew not to go to school acting a fool because they know what the consequence is gonna be when you get home, honey. So. Yep. And I used to tell the principal, y'all got my permission to whip their ass if that's what you got to do. <laughs> Don't call me on my job. You handle that. They <laughs> in your care. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we done. <laughs> yeah, I've been through that. Through that. So we know. I've been through that. Yeah. Principal, I remember that one time where the principal called you at school and I told I was in his office. I said, look, don't call that work. Just call him when she get home. And he was like, no, you're trying to get out of trouble. He called her at work. And then that dude, I was sitting right there. He hung up the phone. He was like, oh, my God, you were right. I should not call her at work. I was just laughing. I was like, look, man, we don't even call her at work. (laughs) I just gave him an earful. You know, you handle that. He in your office. You take care of that. I'm at work. You know, don't call me for this. You know? But, yeah, it was just because, I mean, they knew better, and they knew how to act. And that's just one thing. When they went out that door, you know, they knew what they supposed to do, what was right, what was wrong. And you held your kids back then more accountable than I think parents do today. They just let them do anything and then try to justify that the child is right when a child don't overrule an adult. If you got a problem with that adult, you come tell me, let me deal with the adult. But... It's just totally different now. I see that a lot. I may be at my kid's school for one issue, and there'll be a parent at the counter, and it's like they're defending their kid. But hold up, there's an adult that's explaining to you about your kid. You may need to take a step back and listen to them because they may just might be right. You, you know, you calling that kid. Sometimes he need to get in trouble to be able to learn the lesson. And they really do, and that's what a lot of the parents want to take the child's point of view over yeah. the adult and. I, you got rules to follow, and they need to know that you got to follow the rules. You can't make them up as you go, but a lot of the parents is out of order. That's why the kids is out of order. So, you know, it's like I say, everything's different today. But in some of the old values need to go back in place. And I guess as the younger people get older, they will see it. But then it's just, you know, you've got a situation that's way out of control at that point, though. I know, like you said earlier, like the way, uh, you know, today, what happened back then when I was growing up, if stuff would have happened today, then I probably would have been in like, you know, child protective services or whatever, because I know I had a lot of trips to the uh, to the emergency room when I was growing up. So they probably would have took me away from you today. <laughs> I'm serious, because I mean, we was on first name basis. He done had broken collarbones on both sides two or three times. I mean, just they like, Cordell, you back again? And I said, y'all, I promise I'm not beating this boy. He just get out. (laughs) But yeah, but today, (laughs) yeah, they done put some uh, CPS on me today, honey, with all that going on. But they literally knew him by his first name when we come through that emergency room. He was all the time. Like I say, he out there six years old trying to play with eight and nine year olds. You know you're going to get hurt. But he didn't care. He went for it. (laughs) 
Today that women ride today they have somebody watching me. You know, apparently got all that going on today. They be done put them under uh suspect right about now. But like I said, it was <laughs> it was different. You, you spark up one thing and I want you to just tell D D this story because I know it made you mad when I was little. But when I uh, used to stick sticks in my eyes. What? You remember that? That, that was the craziest. <laughs> I don't know why he did that. Yeah, he would just take steps. I'm like, boy, you're going to poke your eyes out. Why are you doing that? And it was the crazy. I don't know where he got that from or why he thought it was okay, but it was scary. It was just crazy, but he did that. I don't know what, what was driving him to do that. And I used to get a butt whipping every time. I would have to because I let him know that you need your eyes. You know that you can't put stuff like that in your eyes. He like, Mom, I got two. So I'm not trying to be selfish. Punch one up now. That's good. That one. <laughs> nah, you need both of them. Right. <laughs> but yeah, he used to do, I don't know, just some weird stuff. But we got through so much, I tell you. It's just... Uh, but you look back on it, it's just, you know, it's laughable now. At the time, it wasn't funny, but I tell <laughs> you, and as a single parent, you know, you're dealing with so much stuff, so it was just really, you're just sitting there like, what the heck is going on, you know, but <laughs> but it's just um, the joys of parenthood is what I call it, man, because <laughs> it just lessons, things they do, lessons learned, and you just, some things you know not to do again, you know. But overall, I think both my kids turned out real well. I'm proud of both of them. Uh, they haven't given me a moment's trouble, you know, so on that note, everybody can't say that, so that's a, a good thing to be able to say about your kids. So do you, you think if you take them to the, to the ER right now in Stone Mountain, you think they still remember them? <laughs> well, as if the people still working there, they probably done retired by now, but. Yeah, they probably forgot about them by now, but they pull them records out, they wouldn't remember if they were there. But that was so crazy, though. <laughs> Is there anything you've always wanted to tell me but never have? No, um, I think we've been pretty forthright with each other. We've had some deep conversations over the years. Um, but I can't think of anything that I need to tell you or would have told you, you know, that I haven't. You got any uh, more questions for D or? Um, no, nah, it was very entertaining. I got a little insight about you. That was really surprising. <laughs> so I, I got a little more dirt to throw in your face when we talk. So. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a lot more, you know. You pull out a bottle of Remy VSOP, we might have a lot more comfort. Yeah, and, and I, I would say I'll say one thing. I say I, I definitely this was like really important to me to do this, Miss Robeson. Because okay. This like a conversation like I would want to have with my dad that passed away. It gives a, a record of my kids can go back and listen to it. I can go back and listen to it. You know, just like you said, technology has changed, and that's I just want to be able to take advantage of this technology and, and be able to. Um, you know, have the great grandkids and, and people, but all our generations behind us to be able to to hear you and hear us and, and understand that you know where they come from and where we're going. Right, right. Now, only one thing I do regret: I just wish he'd had the opportunity to meet his dad because he's definitely his father's child, and he was robbed of that opportunity due to the circumstances. And his grandmother, my mother, because they both 
His father was killed March of 77. My mom was killed August of 77. And I had Cordell in November of 77. So that was a rough year for myself. And that robbed him of opportunities of meeting two great people that I think he would have had an awesome relationship with. So that's one thing I do regret. Well, let me say, you do, you've done a... Throughout the circumstance, you've done an awesome job. <laughs> Cordell is probably, well, he is one of my best friends. Um, I'm glad that the world has put us together and we've been friends for over 20 plus years. Um, yeah. And we've been, you know, we've been a rock for each other in good times and bad times. Well, that's yeah. good. And that's what a friend is, good exactly. or bad. You've exactly. got to respect each other and, and keep it moving. We don't have no problem saying you know you're wrong, right? <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> yeah, we call each other out, though. <laughs> Remain friends and that's right, good right. <laughs> and i know i used to have half the football team at my house at the time and one of his little friends one day said oh man your mom talk a lot she talks to y'all like this all the time and he said yeah man all the time <laughs> and he's like, oh, i wish my mom would talk to us like talk to me and my siblings like that but i would i just get in their head when they come over my house i want to see where their mind is at you know because and i used to tell them stuff about racial profiling and all kind of stuff so they wouldn't get caught up in these traps and i guess sometimes my kids might have thought man she paints the worst picture going (laughs) but at least they were prepared for that if it came to that point you know and now that you say that it's kind of the same conversation that you had with him then um so the conversation is kind of different but it's on the same line you know we have have all this, this these um, you know murders from um, police officers on 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 black folks, and I, I think that was kind of I, I don't know was it more of a racial issue? Uh, explain it to to Cardell and his friends, or, or was it more of the way it is now? Well, back then, because you know you could have two or three, you had three or four dudes riding in a car, you know, together, and it's late and something happens. Like I told them, they will put y'all at the scene even if you wasn't at the scene because of racial profiling. And I used to tell them, don't be riding with a car full of dudes. Ride with one partner or by yourself because your chances of getting stopped that way was uh, way less than if it's a car full of y'all. It's just like that's an invitation for the cops to pull you over. So it was just little simple stuff, you know, like that because they would. You could be three or four in a car, y'all on this side of town, something happened on another side of town, but they could sit there and link all that to y'all if they wanted to. So, and it would be, the burden of proof would be on you to, you know, get out of that. So I would just make them aware of things that they may not have been consciously thinking of. And now it's went in such a left field so far today, to, it's just scary, really. The kids, I think, uh, yeah, especially our young black men, are more at risk today with the same situation than ever before. Because the cops is on alert, the people are on alert, so everybody's anxious, I guess you could say. So you just have to really talk and deal with people in a certain way for a situation not to blow up, you know. Yeah. Like the other day, watching on the news, this cop pulled over 65-year-old grandmother. Yeah, I saw that. And manhandling her like she could don't really do something, you know. And I thought that was totally ridiculous. But this is what we up against because these cops are scared to do their job. They think everybody is out to get them. And that's not the case in most cases. I know they got some crazies out here because you see it every day. 
but it's just um like i said a whole different day out here yeah and i think if they just get more into the community and reach out to each other within the community and be a build a relationship that stop wouldn't be as bad if you know johnny you know you should have took your mama car today you know yeah. <laughs> but they don't know each other so they don't have a relationship so everybody's kind of on edge and everybody's nervous and it's not, you know, it's not necessarily giving blame to them, not necessarily giving blame to us, but it's that profiling issue that definitely comes into play. Yeah, that's always been a factor, and uh, it's still real, you know. I think they, the good thing about them, they did listen, so that was the good part, because I know I used to sit there and talk for days, and, uh, and I said, what did I just say? Uh, uh, I thought, oh, so you wasn't even listening. Now I got to start all over again. You know, they used to make him so mad. Like, I just wish you would beat me right. and get it over with. But, right. <laughs> like, no, nah, that would be too easy. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I just started my whole lecture all over again. Because at one point, I just stopped whipping my kids. I just did lectures. And that paid off, and in the long run, I remember, I said, oh, so you were listening, you know, <laughs> somewhere down the road, that stuff is in yeah. the back of your brain, and it come forefront, so, you know, it was it was effective. Miss <laughs> Rowe, really been enjoyable, I thank you for taking time out of your day to talk to us. Talk no to problem. Us. I just want to say happy Mother's Day, and I hope we're going we gonna to come back again some point in time and, and do it again. And I thank y'all for even wanting to interview me, I appreciate that, and I, I'm waiting to to y'all's little podcast bloom i'm you know cordell's been telling me about it i think it's real interesting different topics and stuff so i'm wishing y'all well as, as well i want to say uh thank you you know happy mother's day um i know like like d said earlier he wanted to do this uh you know he really wanted to do this mother's day special and you know i, I didn't really you know i'm just sitting here just doing it listening to you talking you know what I'm saying? I got, not emotional, but I, I felt some of the feelings in there. And I just want to say thank you for um, raising me to be the man that I am. And, and you know, I I mean, you can't put a price on that. So I really appreciate it. And I just want you to know that I love you and happy Mother's Day. Well, thank you. love you, too. And it was all the grace of God, baby, because ain't no handbook on this parenting thing. You just get, <laughs> you got to no figure that shit out while you're going along, honey. <laughs> no so you just hoping you're doing the right thing all the way. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I appreciate that, you know. For somebody not to know nothing, you just got through it the best way you could, you know. <laughs> Right. But praise be to God, everybody turned out okay, or as okay as they can be, you know. <laughs> and fingers right. been told that Cordell got both his eyes. Okay, yeah, both <laughs> his eyes. That's a good thing. <laughs> that was crazy, yeah, putting sticks in his eyes. <laughs> I about forgot about that, but when he brought that back, that was just really crazy. But yeah, we had some moments there. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoy your day, Mom. I will, and thanks again for everything. I love you, and i like to meet you too, D. Uh, I hope here, we'll get today a pleasure to meet one day. Yeah, that's a shame, man. We've been friends over 20 plus years, and I've never met your mother. I know Same you. Boy. You never came up there. And plus, we don't let Saints fans in the house, though. Whatever. Don't let what? <laughs> we don't let Saints fans in the house. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, my boy invited me anyway, because she a Cowboy fan, if I heard it right. And that's yes. even worse. Yes, sir. Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, and he's the most sorry Falcons. 
Oh, you gave you gave him that sound bite, boy. Yeah, he's still holding on to him, but they might do something this year. They pretty got a pretty good lineup, but right now they still sorry in my book. This room's like you, my child. Yeah. I can't even think nigga that's my mom. <laughs> but it's all good. <laughs> yes, man. Very enjoyable. I thank you for taking time out. No problem. It was my pleasure. Right. And again, good luck to both of you. You all appreciate. Happy Mother's Day, my dear. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for the Happy Mother's Day. Okay. Okay. Cordell on the phone too, ma. Hello, Cordell. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing great. I woke up this morning. I'm doing great. Oh, I understand that. I'm the same way. We up. It's a good day, right? (laughs) I thank him every morning when my eyes open. I say, thank you, Lord, for letting me wake up this morning. Okay. Uh, Let's go. Y'all ready? I'll start with the first question. What's this one thing? that you would have done differently as a mom? I think I would have hugged and kissed my children more. I don't think I did enough of that. My circumstances at the time, I was trying to go to school and work and raise kids. Kind of hard to hug and kiss somebody when you're doing all that. And it was, it was a lot of times, it was a lot of action. My actions speak a lot of than my words. So you read about that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, uh, Ms. Young, can you tell me in what ways do you think Derek is like you or is not like you. We're both the same. Wait, wait. He has my color. <laughs> <laughs> he's okay. Right. We both have the same and um, I think he disciplines a lot like I did. I was strict. He is strict. Okay. When he says do something, he means for them to do it. And that's how I was. No ifs, no, no. ands, and buts about it. You're right. Dang right. <laughs> How how would you say he's not like you though? Oh, he's not like me. Nah, I think he's a little. I think he. (laughs) I'll write you. (laughs) I think he's he's harder on the boys than I was on him. He's harder on the children. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mhm. You think so? I would agree. I I beg to differ. You you agree? (laughs) Hey, every time I hear you yelling at them boys, they ain't doing nothing. And that's one thing I didn't do. I didn't yell. I didn't yell. I just told you what I wanted, and I expected you to do it. And don't so, give me no so, lip. So when you told Derek what to do, what you wanted, he actually did it? Yes, he did. Or else he, well, yes, he did. Sometimes. I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes, but the majority of the time, he did do what I said. He did. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Let me tell you, it was one time, my mom, like, my mom, you know, she's kind of, she tell the truth, but I remember one time, me and my sisters, we all, we all went to school together, um, we were getting ready for work, one, we were getting ready for school one day, and uh, 
my brother's probably about 10 years older than I am. Yes, and, he, uh, he was dry. He was driving and all that kind of stuff. So my mom had told him the night before, make sure that you, when you come home from wherever you were, uh, I need you to, uh, clean that kitchen. So my brother yes. was like, man, forget that. I'm not cleaning no kitchen. So we up there getting ready for school and, and my mom was, was getting on him and she was like, you gonna, uh, you gonna clean this kitchen? He was like, no, I'm not. And then next thing you know, bam, mama just knocked him down and he just, he didn't slid down the counter and we all was like, well, time to go to school. Everybody get out the house. Yes, everybody ran out the house. But wait, let me tell you, let me tell you this one. You remember, Derek, when it was your week to cut grass and you had the whole week to cut grass? And when you came home, the lawnmower was outside and I was sitting on the front step, nine o'clock <laughs> at night, and you cut that grass. <laughs> and the neighbor across the street came over and he said, you making him cut grass? I said, yeah, this is his week. He's going to cut this grass. And he cut the grass. So Smash, now you see why I don't like cutting grass, right? That's the reason why yeah. I cut grass. <laughs> and, dishes, and washing dishes, case washing dishes. Uh, Anyway, but you understand though, it was, it was, I had three sisters and, and a brother, and it was my mom and it was my dad, right? So, mm -hmm. my mom and my dad would be conscious about, okay, we're not going to use as many dishes because they got to wash these dishes, right? But my sisters and brothers, it's his, it's his week, we're going to dirty up everything. Plates, yeah. spoons, everything. <laughs> so, you, you got it. We all did the same thing, but. <laughs> it was it was definitely those are things that I said when I was a kid and I grew up. I was like, man, you know what? I'm not filling no ice trays up anymore. I'm not cutting no grass, <laughs> and I'm gonna definitely have a dishwasher. <laughs> and you stuck to that, <laughs> and I stuck to that to this day, right? You know, but and I and I try to you know even with my kids like my mom, uh, I try to at least things that I don't want to do. I try not to let make them do things that I I don't want to do. I knew how I felt as a kid about doing it. Although it wasn't as many, it's not as many as a, of us as it is of them, you know. So, yeah. But moving right along. Um, yes. What's the next question? Mom, it is is there anything you have always wanted to tell me, but never, never have had a chance to tell me? Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Let me see. What do I want to tell you that I've never told you? I'm proud of you. Maybe I've never told you that. And you're smart. You, I'm proud no, of you. No, you never heard smart. that. No, remember, <laughs> no, Derek, remember when you kept skipping classes for your math teacher? The guy told me, he says, uh, I don't understand. Derek does not come to class all the time, but when I give a test, he passes everything. What would you say has been the hardest thing about being a mother and what has been the most rewarding thing about being a mother for you? The hardest thing was for me, I wasn't always home with my children. I worked, went to school, and I wasn't always there for them. They basically had, I said, to grow up. They had a lot of responsibility I gave them because I wasn't there. What has been the most rewarding thing of Watching my children grow. Okay. That's, that's what, and grow with some sense. They, you know, I'm, they thought before they made a move, and they thought before they spoke. And that's what I was trying to instill in them. What was, like what was the hardest thing about being a mother? 
besides uh, not being there. Not having enough money to buy the things that I wanted for my children. That was the hardest thing for me. That's true. I remember yeah. um, one time I asked my mother smash. I asked my mom. I said, "Mama wants some Perrier water." What you said, mom? I told you go to go to the sink and turn the water on. <laughs> <laughs> That's <what> I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be bougie, some Perrier water. Yeah, you know what. What this Perrier water's about? Why would say you better turn that faucet on? And, and, and that's your Perrier water right there. Can you do me a favor and answer this question, Miss Young? Um, yeah. What is the most embarrassing story that you have about Derek? Oh, I remember. I don't know if you remember <laughs> Kenny's shoe store. Yes. Okay, and you needed a you needed a pair of tennis, and it was because it's bust on the side. So Kenny's had a sale on, I think it was three pairs for a hundred and something dollars. I got all three pairs. When I got home, brother man told me, I don't want those tenants. I said, well, okay. I went in the back and got me a roll of silver duct tape. I said, fix your shoes. You're going to school. <laughs> and I went to school. And I took my with- shoes back and got my money. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. You I remember? went to school with the duct tape. <laughs> Yeah, I had no choice. He took the shoes back. I had no choice. <laughs> my sister, my sister Terry was like, "You can't send him to school like that." My mom was like, "Yes, I can." <laughs> yep. And I did. And I did. Uh, he been bougie his whole him. life, then, huh? Oh man! Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> she said, "Yeah, you agree with him?" <laughs> <laughs> Well, he tried to be bougie, but I'm not a bougie person. If you can't accept me this way, then we don't need to be bothered. That's how I tried to raise them. Accept me for what I am. Right. (laughs) Yeah, and and those lessons, I think those lessons taught me a valuable lesson, especially with my kids. Now that I'm older, I understand the reason why that was. You know what I'm saying? She would always tell me, she would always tell me, if, if they don't like you for who you are or what you are, they are not your friends, you know. So that's right. I, I find myself telling my kids that, and I'd be like, "Dang, man, I sound like my mama." <laughs> 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 yeah. But is it, I mean, it's um, true. But... My, what do you think? Now, I, I know the answer to this, but Cordell's okay. gonna bust out laughing because I know the answer to this. What is? What do you think is the greatest invention that has been uh, that, that's been created during your lifetime? Cell phone. Oh, cell look phone. at it. Yep. What now, what you, you thought was it? Going to say? No, I know what it is. She's going to say, oh, yeah, you're right. The Kendall what fire. is it? Kendall fire. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. The Kendall fire. That's I right. I told you. Because <laughs> I, I love to read. Mm-hmm. And at one time, I had the books was piled up in, in the house. And uh, his sister said, "I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna get you a candle fire, Mama, and get rid of the book." And and it was the greatest thing because all I have to do is go into the book section, look at book that I want, and buy them. Yeah, I love it. I, yes, I do. I, I, love I remember. It. I remember. Uh, we all. My mom loved my man. My mama read a book, man, and it was it was amazing. 
like I'm not a big reader. You know what I'm saying? I always tell, I try to I try to read stuff just to be reading. And she always would tell us, she's a school teacher, she always tell us, read. Doesn't matter what you read, just read. read you know what I'm saying? So right. I wasn't really a big book reader, but I would always try to read different things. But my mom would read a book, like she would start a book, and I would always notice that she would have a new book. And she had this bookmark. And you would just watch, like it would be like a Monday. And by Wednesday, the bookmark would be at the end of the book. And I'm like, man, it's like a 300-page book. Mama, how did you read all this just that fast? But we had books everywhere. She had tons yeah. of books. She always had encyclopedias. And she would always encourage us to read and, and to try to, you know, test ourselves and, and what we learned to explore knowledge right. and, and try to to, to, to be better, to, to know stuff. And she was a school yeah. teacher, so she would always be like, if you got a book today, what chapter y'all on? Two? Wait, you need to, you, you should be at four. Like, ah, you know, so. <laughs> but that was, I knew that was what it was. But, but I, and I remember my, my wife is a big reader as well. So I remember before the Kendall Fire ever really took place, I remember my wife and my mom just sitting back like they're trading baseball cards. I got this book. I got this book. <laughs> she had so many books and my wife. She had so many books. I mean, she had tons of books. And I, I think that was one of the things I could say. That's one of the things that, that drew me to my wife because she was a big reader. And okay. uh, she was always thirsting for, for knowledge. For knowledge. That's right. So with that said, because that's one of the things that I'm trying to do for myself. I'm trying to read more. What's a book you'd recommend for me, Miss Young? Any book that you think is I good for me to Well, I don't know really your taste in, in reading material, but read what you like. I love mystery, okay? So the books I buy always, like the one I'm reading right now, it's a mystery. Okay. So whatever you like, if, if you like to read comic books, read them. Okay. If you good. like to read funny pages, read them. It doesn't matter what you read, just that you read. It helps your understanding, you know? Right. Okay. okay. And I heard that like every day of my life, bro. Just read it. <laughs> All right. I wasn't that bad. Derek, I wasn't no, it, that bad. Not, I'm not saying it in a bad way, Mom, but it was just always read something. What you doing this summertime? You know, we trying to sit down and relax. Read. She would take it to the library. We had to check out books. We had to read them and and um, and for punishment, we had to write a, a, a paper. And, I, and it's funny, mom, yep. that I do my kids like I do that. My kids like that now, and they hate it. To, to as a matter of fact, I have three papers right here that I need to read that they got in trouble, and I had to make them write it out. And it's actually a yeah. good a, a good thing because it makes them think, and you can I kind of understand where they are and what they're thinking. You know, I had to do that too. Yeah, I had to read I and give them when I would make them. Yeah, when I made them write lines. Yeah. Oh, man. They bring it to me, and I check it. And if the <laughs> handwriting is not right, I'm going to rewrite it. And then when it brings <laughs> it up, I sit with them, and I tear it up. They did that. I hate that. So, leading up into that, the things that we hated, what did, what did I do as a child that frustrated you? And what did I do that you really love? What frustrated me is when I was trying to talk to you and explain things to you, and you would look at me like you were somewhere else, like you didn't hear what I was saying. You know, I realized you you heard me, but you didn't want me to know you heard me. You heard what I was saying, but you you didn't what? want you didn't want me to tell you. But I was going <laughs> to tell you anyhow. 
Whether you like it or not. I don't, I don't think too much has changed today, though. He, he does the same thing. <laughs> yeah, you're talking to him and he just, like, stares at you, huh? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I didn't so, know you so we, still did that, Bingy. To them, they all, you know, I'm going to tell you something. I have, I have three friends. I have four friends in my life that are really my, like, best friends. And that's mm-hmm. that's Smash, that's Harold, and that's Renee. And but I try to tell my kids, and, and, and what you always instilled in me as a as a child, that you know you always said that they're not they don't they don't they don't like you for who you are and what you are and where you are. That they're really not your friend. And if that's they right. can't tell if they can't tell you what you are, or how you are, regardless of how you feel, they're not your friend. That's so, right. Those are those are three guys that always call me on my excuse my French my bullshit. They always have, um, <laughs> and we've always done that for each other. And and, and that's the reason why one of the reasons why I, I've had that twenty plus year friendship with them. You know, so that's like half my life. So yeah. those are things that those are qualities that I've I've learned from you as a mother that I've I've always tried to take and instill in my kids as far as what to look for and what a friend is. A friend is not somebody that's going to allow you to be destructive and have destructive right. behavior. So, Ms. Young, what, what advice would you give uh, mothers of today, raising kids versus when you were raising uh-huh. your kids? Be a parent first, then be friends. Mm. You can't be friends with kids nowadays. You have to be a parent first. You have to put your foot down and really mean what you say. And don't be afraid to grab them up in the collar and shake them up. <laughs> Man, you gonna get somebody arrested? No, hey. no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I agree. I agree with it 110. percent I agree. And I always told my children. I don't know if Derek remember this. You can come talk to me about anything, anything. Yes. I might not like it, but I'm going to listen. Yes. And I'm going to try to help you figure out whatever it is you got a problem with. Yes. What parents need to do: listen to your children. Don't talk at them. Listen. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember, that's, that's good advice because a lot of parents don't don't do that. They don't listen. They just say, "Do right. as I tell you." So I, and I, like I used that. to tell them if, if I'm if I'm you know in a rush or something, and you really need to talk to me, grab my arm and say, "Look, Mama, I really need to talk to you. Yeah. I'm gonna put whatever it is on the side, and we're gonna talk." I remember walking home from school one day. Me and Christy was walking home from school, and mind you, that was a blind leading a blind, but. I'm talking to Christy, <laughs> and I'm telling her that I wanted to change. We, you know, we went to Catholic school, and I went to Catholic school from kindergarten all the way to, what was it, my sixth grade, I believe it was? Yeah, right, sixth when they closed the school. Yeah, <clears throat> sixth grade. And I was, I was like, will mom allow me to go to another school? Like, I wanted to go to public school. I wanted to go to public school because I was big in sports and I wanted to play football and I wanted to, the different high schools to look at me and get me to go to their different schools. And, and I didn't like the principal, Mr. Jones. Oh, um, no, I remember. <laughs> rest in peace, Mr. Jones. But I, I kept telling my sister that I don't think my mom would listen. I think my mom would understand. And she was like, well, just tell her. Just tell her. Tell her how you feel. And she might, she might allow you to do it. And that just leads me to what, what your point is, you know, listen to your kids because I was reserved about telling her, but once I started explaining to her about what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it and the reason behind it, she was like, cool, fine. 
And it was like a little dead silence. And I was like, she didn't even fuss. She didn't cuss. She didn't say anything. She was just like, I agree. But the fact that I, I had my reasoning of why I wanted to do it and what I wanted to do it, and she was 100% behind me, you know. So that's definitely something that, that, that is huge because if you just listen to yeah. your kids and, and if they can – and then you have to kind of underestimate kids on how they can react to reason and, and, and rationale things. And, and if it made sense to her, and then that was big on my mom. She, if it didn't make sense, she would be like, brah, get out of my face. But if you made it make sense, then she would actually, you know, uh, listen, help you. I would listen. Do it. You yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it's just, she I was, mean, it's a testament. I mean, she raised some good kids. I mean, everybody doing good. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud. You just don't know how proud I am of my children. I am so proud of them. Oh, and you know, you know another thing that's good? Always flash their pictures when you're out with your friends. Ooh, these are my children. You know why? Because if they're out there doing something wrong, oh, I recognize that little boy. When I told you, I this little boy. I just told his mom that. I just told his mom that. I, I, I remember coming from school one day, I had got trouble from school. And me and Chris was walking home from school, and as I turned down Tonsie from St. Rock, the neighbor right there on the corner, I didn't know that you knew these people. And they were like, got in trouble in school today, huh? And I was like, how did he know? Chris was like, oh, we in trouble. So we get down <laughs> to, I can't remember the lady, she used to sell, she used to sell frozen cups on the corner, uh, in the middle of the oh, block. Oh, yeah, right. I can't do her name either, yeah. And she was like, you, you in trouble when you get home. It was like, dead man walking. <laughs> but, but that's the way it was. You know, you know, you couldn't get in trouble. You, you couldn't do anything without anybody knowing, knowing. And it takes a village right. to raise a family. And that's the exact same thing his mom said, mom. It's the exact yeah. same thing. Verbatim. Right. And yeah. I think that's, that's what's missing in, I mean, that's a real component that's missing society today as, as far as rearing kids is that right. there's no community. It's just individuals right. and, and there's no, nobody just really helping helping one another to raise these kids because it's hard right. to do it. It takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to raise a child. Everybody in the oh, neighborhood, yeah. it takes them to help raise a child. Yeah. And and, and I, that's what I don't like now. Majority of the parents, they do not want you to tell their children anything. Nothing. Because the child mm-hmm. is always right. And I don't think you should give the child right all the time. The child has to realize, I did something wrong. I have to own up to it. Right. And they don't do that anymore. Can I give you an example? Go ahead, yeah. man. Okay. <laughs> he said, oh, yeah. I was, I, was, <laughs> I was driving down the street. And, you know, we used to play it, too. Chicken, how you attempt to run in front of the car and then run back. <laughs> well, these kids were doing that. And this little boy ran in front of my car. And when I stopped, my bumper was touching him. So I got out. That's the car right in the middle of the street. And I told him, I said, man, where you live at? Right there. I said, come on. So I took him home and I knocked on the door. I was very nice. I said, excuse me, baby. Is this your little boy? She said, yeah. I said, your little boy was playing chicken in the street. And I almost hit him. She looked at me. Well, so what? And I'm looking at her. I said, but ma'am, you don't understand. I almost hit your child. And... You know, just as negative, and I was trying to be very nice. You know what I told her? I said, okay, B. I mean, when I'm coming to the street again, it looks like it's playing chicken. And I hope I don't stop my car in time. Because guess what? I'm going to get 
<laughs> I'm gonna hit him. And she placed me out from her porch to my car, and I didn't pay any mind. See, you can't do that now. You can't touch the children. Right. The parents don't want you to. That's like the little children passing stuff. You know, I guess they think this lady sitting on a porch smoking a cigarette is free. You know, because I tell them if they're doing something, I say, hey, hey, y'all, don't, 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 don't do that. And he just stand there and look at me. So you and then the next me, day, so you telling me you you the you the old lady on the porch? Mind yeah, I'm the old lady. <laughs> yes. And if I see him, if I see him doing something wrong, and I know their parents, I'm ratting. You ratting? I'm the I'm the big rat. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm serious. I saw we have we have chickens in our neighborhood, and they will pitch rocks at the chickens. I get on them. I say, wait, come here. I say, you want me to pitch rocks at you? No, man. I said, well, why are you pitching rocks at the chick? I don't know. I said, well, man, don't do it again. Okay. <laughs> All right. Huh. Next day, they're back pitching rocks at the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so what is one of the most embarrassing things that I've done that, that I wouldn't want to tell anybody? You really want me to answer that question truthfully? Please, yeah, please, 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 please. All right. Make sure I got Remember all Remember what I always told you guys? If you call social services on me. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, uh-huh. tell that story. You, tell that story. you could not come back to my house. Did, didn't I tell you that? Yep. <laughs> okay. Brother man name. Got out there wanted to be big on the street. But pulling with drugs. Told the, told the people that I beat him with a big rubber pipe. The pipe wasn't for him. The pipe was for the dog. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, they, they, they took him. They came to my house. They checked the house. You didn't see anything negative or anything. So when the lady brought him back, she said, I'm bringing Derek back. I said, you keep him. She said, what? I said, you keep him. I looked at Derek. I said, what did I always tell y'all? If he calls social services, he can't come back home. I said, bingo. That's how he wound up by his grandmother. Because I wasn't taking him back. I meant what I said. And I think that's a lot what's wrong with the parents. They don't mean what they say. You have to mean what you say. He didn't come back. He went by his grandmother. Wow. I don't remember the story like that, but... I remember the story <laughs> like that. I remember. I can tell you what the lady had on. She had a black skirt on with a white Ooh. blouse and this funny color sweater. I can tell you what she had on. Oh, and she just looked at me like I was crazy. Huh? Right. <laughs> yeah, nah, she looked, she looked at me like I was crazy. And she says, are you serious? I'm saying serious with a heart attack. You can have it. You probably don't even remember me. I, it was 20 years ago. I, I came to your house and you took me in just like I was one of your own and housed me for, I think, the weekend we were down there. Okay, I've always wanted my children to bring their friends home and I welcome them because they're kids and you're friends right. with my child and I want you to know you are welcome in my home anytime. And if you had a problem, just tell them. I'll help you with that too. But I don't think y'all get it. Uh, you, yep. you took me in and I appreciate it. It felt like home, so I appreciate it. When my grandchildren bring their friends here, I come say, I'm a hugging person. Yeah, okay. So I'll hug them and fucking uh, call them my mom because everybody called me my mom. Just friendly. Just I'm glad to see you. I'm glad to meet you. I don't care who you are. That's how I am. And I think I'm like that because my parents, my mama wasn't like that. Yeah. You know, we, we couldn't bring friends home. And another thing I did was, if I had something here for them, like frozen cups, for instance, I made frozen cups, and they brought a friend home, the friend got a frozen cup too. My mama used to say, you bring a friend home, 
and they ask for a frozen cup, I'm giving them yours. Uh, really, that's how my mama was, you know. And I said, every these things I say, I'm not gonna have my, I'm not gonna do with my children like talking up for themselves, telling me what's worrying them and stuff like that. I never had a to do that as a child. And I promised myself I was gonna do that with my children. They would be able to talk to me. Did I succeed, Derek? I always said I want, I want to talk to my children. Them talk to me. Did I yeah. succeed? Okay, yes. good. Okay. Yes, you did. All right. And I mean, and it's funny because, I mean, every one of my sisters and brothers, um, we have friends that some way, somehow, my mama have a conversation with them to this day, and then we don't even know. Like, she has her own personal relationship with them, okay. where yeah. she would always that she would always do something that's endearing to my friends, and they'd be like, man, my mama to piss me off. Man, your mama's the best woman in the world. She's better than my mom. I'm like, well, I don't know what mom you're talking about. But that's the way she always <laughs> did. You know, she always right. would tell me, her and my dad would always tell me, you invite them to the home. One thing that you do, you always ask them if they want something to drink. If you want make them welcome. To eat, make them eat feel right. welcome. You know, so I always right. try to do that. Regardless if I, if my kids bring home somebody I really don't like or I don't really, you know what I'm saying, feel comfortable about you just always be a gracious host to them. And right. uh, it's always, those things have always stuck with me and, and I always try to instill that in my kids. We've had, we've had a, a childhood where it was, it was trying and, and but it always rough. helped us to, yeah, it was rough. It was really rough. Don't get me wrong. Growing mm-hmm. up in New Orleans is um, one of the things I was always trying to, my mom always instilled in us was to go out and take a chance. Take a chance. Okay. It might yeah. not it might not work, but take a chance. If, if you succeed, great. If you don't succeed, at least you know you tried. So great. You, you know tried. what I'm saying? Nothing beats a failure but a try. But a try, right. exactly. Mm-hmm. So I like that. That's one thing for for me is this is I'm, I'm always like that. And I and, and Cordell, you know, I'm always taking chances. I'm always trying different things because Oh yeah. I always think I always think back that if I don't try it how, how would I know if I'm going to succeed or fail at it? So I have to try. Right. You know, so. Right. Remember, Derek, I used to tell y'all, not to cut you off, man. I used to tell y'all, go do it and then come tell me you can't do it. Right. And y'all used to look uh, at me and say, huh? Yeah, go do it and then come back and tell me you can't do it. So, I don't like do it. She was big on telling us, whatever y'all say, I don't want to hear the word I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't. Oh, yeah, that was, right, that's right, that's right. (laughs) There's no such thing, and as far as I was concerned, their vocabulary of I can't, that's the stuff. You can do anything you put your mind to. It might take you a little longer, but you can do it. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. We run into the end of this this interview, Mom, but I definitely want to say I love you. Um, I thank you for all that you've done for me, whether I said it or not, I'm telling you now. And uh, those type of things that you instilled in me, I try to instill in my kids. And we always do different things, a variation of what we've learned, but take it from you. You take some good things from you, things like that, like you did for when you raising up, you know. So I definitely want to say that I wouldn't want it no other way for my good oh, times and my bad times. thank you, man. Time. That is so sweet. Thank you so much. <laughs> but I want to tell her, Del, one other thing. Okay. What really made me feel good, no, what really made me feel good was when... Derek went into the military. Now, him, his brother, and his two sisters went in the military. And when I went to their graduation, their drill instructors came up to me and told me, I could not break your children. (laughs) I could not break 
my oldest son, his brother Bobby, say, "Well, he told his drill instructor, say, um, sir, you don't have nothing on my mom." <laughs> that's why that's why they couldn't break them because they were raised with discipline you know they were raised, yeah. I, just, I just wanted to put that to you <laughs> but i no, i stuff. enjoyed this fellas i really did no I, really I, nice. Young, I, I appreciate you just taking the time out to even indulge us with this interview it's been a pleasure for me because i've learned a lot about Derek, but more i learned a lot about you and you really really remind me of my mom and i think it's probably that generation just how y'all raise kids that we kind of need to go back to because yes. a lot of things oh, you said was yes. similar to what my mom said so I, I i look at like if i don't have my mom i feel like i can say Derek, can i call your mom to ask her a question because you know what i'm saying like <laughs> i'm i'm I don't know if you want to, but I'm I'm kind of adopting you as a secondary mom now. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Anything, man. Anything you want to talk about, any time of day, morning or night, yeah. I'm here. And, and then, can, and like, can you do can you do one favor for me? I really what? like uh this. This might be the only thing I like about New Orleans, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, but uh, can you say can you say baby for me? Because I like how y'all say the word baby, y'all. <laughs> Oh yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, you know what? And I do that. I, I, I it's just a half baby and sweet. Yeah, there you go, baby. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank Before you. Before we go, what? Tell them what what NFL team we love to death. The Saints. Tell them why. I don't know what your reason is. <laughs> reason why I love the Saints. All right, the reason why I love the Saints is I didn't know anything about football until Derek got into it. So I didn't know what was happening, running in the back of the field of people blowing whistles and stuff. So I had to get myself <laughs> out and read all this stuff. Okay. And that's the reason why I like the Saints. That's the reason I like football. And when football ends, to me, there's nothing on TV to look at. <laughs> I can agree with football you on that one. not bad. And tell them, we don't, tell them, we don't like the Falcons, do we, Mom? <laughs> no, we don't. And that 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 might be the only thing you wouldn't like about me because I'm a Falcons fan till I die. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm from Atlanta. I'm from Atlanta, Stone Mountain, Stone Mountain, oh, Georgia. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, I just was reading a book about uh, this Stone Mountain. I was reading a book about this uh, story was set in Stone Mountain. All right, that's not something. But anyway, yeah. so Mountain, one All last right. thing, one last thing. What? Growing up, who inspires you the most? In your childhood, who growing up? Oh, I know this sounds terrible, but there wasn't anybody that inspired me. There really? Really, there was no one. I, I mean, there was my mama, you know, and some things I looked at she did, I, I liked it. But really, inspired me to be the person I am today. Well, I guess you could say my mom and them because what they didn't let me do, like think my mind and. and tell them how I was feeling and tell them what was going on in school and stuff like this, I guess she inspired me to make sure my children were given the freedom to speak their mind, to tell me how they felt, even if I didn't like it. So I guess it's my mom. But really, I, I have to say that no one, really. So what inspired you to, to this point? I mean, what... So if it wasn't anybody that in particular inspired you to 
succeed? What was the driving factor behind you? But behind you succeed behind raising us as kids and and being a, a good mother. My five children. Y'all just don't know. And I maybe I shouldn't say this, thing. but you just don't know how you kept me going. You really were my reason for living because I didn't think anybody else could raise you as well as I could. Why is that? Was that the toughest kid to raise? Oh, yes, indeed. Oh, but I wasn't giving up. <laughs> yes, you were the toughest. You and Christy were the toughest, but I wasn't giving up on you because <laughs> I could see what was in you. You couldn't see, but I saw. And that's why you are the man you are today. And that's why I'm so very proud of you. But right. you, you, you kids, y'all, you, you kept me going. Because many a days I say, you know what, I could really, I thought this to myself, I could just really give these children up and I wouldn't have all this problem. But then something <laughs> said, you want somebody else to raise your children? I might not have been doing such a hell of a good job and I might not have been right, but I didn't want anybody else to raise you guys. I wanted to raise you guys. Right. And you kept me going. You kept me going. And you I know, thank y'all for that. That was mm-hmm. my purpose. That was my purpose. <laughs> <laughs> that was your purpose. That was my purpose. <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> but all right, I think I think we badgered you enough with questions. Um, okay. Well, I, I just want to say one thing to her real quick, D, before you wrap it up. I just want to say I hope you have a happy Mother's Day. You know. Uh, you deserve it. You raised these five kids, and like you said, D was the hardest, and I know he worked every last nerve that you have. But every last I hope nerve, day you just don't know. <laughs> you just don't I know. You, wow. <laughs> I hope you enjoy you know your Mother's Day. Kids. Right, it was worth it. To look at the, the man that he is today, it was worth it. Thank you. Oh, every tear I shed was worth it for him. Every gray and hair that you might have is from him. Oh, I have a lot of gray hairs. You ought to see me now. And the front of my hair is full of gray hairs. I'm going to have to send you a picture with my gray hair. <laughs> Derek might have one on his phone. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, it was great talking to you guys. Man, that was exciting. I enjoyed talking to your mom, hearing about you putting put sticks in your eyes i still can't understand that but uh it was good to know you know what I'm saying? yeah and and then like uh listening to your mom and uh the the stuff that she instilled on y'all about the reading and just being responsible man like that was that was a big thing i mean it seems like even though we have different moms it seems like they cut from the same cloth you know what i mean it was kind of eerily similar because you coming from atlanta and me coming from new orleans that we didn't know each other then, but growing up that your parent, your mom and my mom had the same kind of idea on how to rear a kid. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's kinda it was kinda real, kinda freaky to understand that dang, his mom is kinda on the same line as my mom. So that was that was a good perspective, man, and giving us some good stories and some good ideas and understanding. And really, to be honest with you, it's it's kinda funny how unconsciously the things that I'm doing with my kids, things that she did with me that I'm doing with my kids now. And it's kind of like, whoa, took me aback a little bit to say that I'm, you know, I'm doing the same daggone thing. Yeah, wow. it is kind of eerie how that, that happens, man. But I, like for me personally, I, I like, like your mom and my mom epitomized why I like strong women. Like I love a strong woman. I don't like a woman that 
has to depend on somebody. I like right. them having their own independence, but at the same time, knowing that, you know, what a man's role is in, in the household or whatever. But your mom and my mom epitomized that, that they just wanted the best for their kids and did the best that they could with the know-how that they had, you know, and, so. Yeah, and it's like she said, you know, like your mom said, I didn't really, what would you change? And she was like, I wouldn't have changed anything. She was just trying to do the best that she could with what she had to bring you guys up to be the best adults that you possibly could be. And that, that was just like summed it all up. It's like, there's no, like she said, there's no handbook, there's no guide. It's just, you just jump in and, and figure it out. And right. something's gonna work, something's not gonna work. You know, you was just that kid that just wanted to be a dead devil. You had that MVP status, that VIP status, that ER. <laughs> well, it's good to know that you've been bougie all your life and you just didn't pick that hey, up in your adulthood. You know, nah, man, you know, I always wanted to, and that's, and that's funny because it's not something that I did intentionally. I always wanted those type of things, but I knew, well, then I didn't know that I couldn't have those type of things, and my mom always instilled us that those things are a luxury, those things are not a necessity. Yeah. And as an adult, yeah, I do indulge and I do take advantage of the things that I couldn't have then. And and I try to, and my kids see that, and I try to instill to them that when you get your own, that you can do what you want to do how you want to do. But right now, mom and daddy gonna treat themselves to what we want to be treated to because we earned it. And then when you get to that point, you earn it, then you can have the same time. Type of thing so i don't want my kids to be to the point where they're uh how would you say feeling privileged, privileged like, yeah. like, yeah, like it's like it's supposed to be because it's not supposed to be you know i want them to be able to you know you feel better climbing that hill and reach the top than you starting off at the top of the hill i should say but based off you and your wife i'm i can i'm i'm willing to put a paycheck on it that your kid will not go to school with duct tape shoes <laughs> no that, that will not happen but I, but you know you understand desperate times call for desperate measures right. they had, like she said there was no book to be able to to understand the parenting on how to parent us and you're not going to do what you want to do you're going to do what i want to do and i do instill that to them but i will now nah, i refuse to send my kids into that into that realm now don't get me wrong now my wife will be like uh we stopping that pay less he just needs you for two weeks you know what i'm saying but i, I <laughs> I try, I try to have some kind of compassion for my kids to understand that I don't necessarily want them to be in the luxury items, but I want them to feel comfortable in what they wear and how they present themselves to the public and to their friends. You know what I'm saying? I don't want them oh, to yeah. feel conscious of that they're less than or, or they're more than. I just want them to be able to be, you know, cool in their skin. Oh, yeah. And I look at it like this, man. Like, I don't really look at any part of anything that my mom or your mom did as bad because they raised good children i mean well, and what i mean I do. <laughs> what i mean by that though is like they you know their children haven't murdered anybody is not sitting in jail exactly. like we all live in productive lives as uh exactly. valued citizens in in america you know so yeah you know that's and a testament to itself yeah, and, and you know, like your mom said, we, boys, you were definitely a boy's boy. You know what I'm saying? You wanted to test the limits to everything. And I see that within my kids, too, that they have, uh, have four boys. It's just they always testing the limit. They're always doing daredevil stuff. They're always doing stuff that's just like, like, why? But then you look back at it and you understand why. You know what I'm saying? They're just boys being boys. And you want your, at the end of the day, I was happy as a kid. You know what I'm saying? I was frustrated, but then I look back at it. I can remember times where my friends 
friends and we're in worse situations. Um, I always tell a story to my kids that we were so poor within my neighborhood that it was normal to be poor. You know okay. what I'm saying? We, yeah. didn't, we thought that was the normal thing. But then when I got off to college and realized, well, wait a minute, I was really poor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know it because I just thought that was normal. Right. But the but that's kudos to my mom. It's kudos to your mom that they made us feel good. They made us feel comfortable in our environment. You know what I'm saying? It was a rough environment. There was crime. There was poverty. But we always had a, that happy environment. Yeah, I hear exactly what you're saying, man. Like, when we first, you know, started this episode, like I said, like, I knew you were passionate about it. I, I was just, you know, I was, I was happy to do it because I do want to talk to my mom, but I wasn't as passionate about it as you was. But as we talked to my mom and your mom, I got emotional because like, as they told the stories, I felt like I was back in Stone Mountain or in New Orleans where you grew up. And just like, you could see the pictures, like it was almost like a movie, like you flash back. And it's just like, man, like just to see what they've come through and the things that they've done. And, and it just, it touched me for a minute. So it, it really just made me appreciate that our mothers are still here for us to even sit down and have this conversation with. So. I, I just want to have the chance to be able to press rewind. You know what I'm saying? It's just funny that you have a like she remembers all these different stories about us and 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 the things that we did and, and asking her what frustrated us. And I thought a lot of times I did a lot of bonehead things in my life as a, <laughs> as an adolescent, and I thought it frustrated her. But now understanding that you know she wanted always pushed us to try to do different things, to, to experiment, you know, learn yourself, understand yourself, because it made for a better me. You know what I'm saying? It made for a better you. Right. Um, I can actually have something to, you know, how can I explain something to my kid if I haven't experienced it myself? You know, so I'm always telling my wife is, only I can raise a man. You know, you can instill the compassion, the love, the caring, the woman side of it, but at the end of the day, the tough, the rugged, the trials and tribulations to become an African-American man, that has to come from me um, in a manner like my pops did for me as well as, as my mom. You know, I always want to be able to teach them um, good from bad, from bad, but I also want them to take a chance, experiment, and I'm not going to hold it against you for doing it because I want you to learn and, and be able to uh, teach and be able to give it back to your kids in the future as well. Oh yeah, most definitely, man. I, I agree with that 100%. This whole episode, I'm just, I'm thankful that I was able to just sit down and talk to my mom and talk to your mom and just hear it out. And I hope that they uh, really enjoy their Mother's Day. You hear people all all the time say, appreciate your parents while they're here. Appreciate your parents while they're here. Yep. And I try, like this week it was, I did have some, I would call unnecessary, um, Stress. <laughs> unnecessary stress, stress yeah. Going. I had some unnecessary <laughs> stress, but you know, this this episode just you know put everything into perspective. Like perspective. Yeah, you, you need to just sit down and appreciate those times because them telling the stories about you and me and it's just like wow, like look where we came from and look where we are now. So I just appreciate that with our moms today. Yeah, most definitely. Um Again, everybody, you know, this is Talk of Brothers, and we always want to be positive. You know, it's like we always say our motto is, it's easier to be be ratchet or negative, but it's hard to be positive. So we always want to portray a positive um, example for, for our adults and for our youth. And 
And going forward, we want to continue that trend. And we hope everybody reach out to us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and any other outlet that you have. And send us a, uh, drop us a line, drop us a comment. Tell us if you like the show. Tell us if you didn't like the show. Tell us what you want to do, want us to do. I just want to end it and just say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Like, we know that your job is not easy. And, but, but everything that you put in will greatly be paid back to you as you watch your kids grow. Exactly. And that is definitely the dividend. Uh, your return on your investment is to see your kids be productive. In. So with that being said, much love and we out. Peace. Well, all right. Star child. Citizens of the universe. Recording angels. We have returned to claim the pyramid. Partying on the mothership. I am the mothership connection. Get down and